Hi. Do you like my posing? You like Theodore? Yes. Paint me like one of your French girls. I actually feel like doing that. Not painting, but being like a... A nude artist. I just think it really help with like how I feel about my body and empower me. Oh yeah. I also think you'd just be really good at it. You like you like slip into meditation. What kind of pose would you pull? Well I'd kind of have my legs closed, I think. Wouldn't I don't you? I'd go full flaps out. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd drape my body back more because then have to hold it for like an hour though. No, that's fine. I can drape backwards and then like my boobs would look more pert. Or more pancaked. No, they're not. They don't look pancake. They look very pert. They look like. Um, can you remember in England those Bakewell tarts? Mister oh yeah. Kipling's Bakewell I cherry Bakewell tart. They I was look never like a fan of a cherry Bakewell tart. Well, my boobs look like cherry Bakewell tarts. You have instantly changed my relationship with them. <laughs> Hi, and welcome to Tits and Tea, the self-sponsored. That's not a thing. Self-published. We're not a book. And self-edited. That's why it's clunky. Fortnightly podcast where Rochelle, that's me, and Emily, that's me, drink tea and talk about... What are we going to talk about? Mm, like life and stuff? Sure. Where we talk about life and stuff. Imagine this podcast is like having a cup of tea with a couple of mates. Enjoy this episode. Hi, Emily here. Just a quick heads up about today's episode. So Rochelle and I sat down and we had a really open and honest chat about some of the stuff that's come up for us recently. We actually decided not to edit the conversation and honestly, neither of us have even listened back to it. It was a very real and very raw and from the heart episode, but we felt like it was a conversation that needed to be shared. We talk about grief, we talk about body image, and we talk about breaking up with boys. But more than that, we also talk about showing up for each other and how sometimes our own egos can get in the way of being there fully for our mates. It's a very intimate chat, but our intention for Tits and Tea has always been to show up. So, here goes. Hey, Anne. Hey, babe. Oh, I'm a babe today. Yeah, I know. Sorry, I'm just trying to f- sweat on my microphone. Um, how have you been? I feel like you've had a week. <sighs> yeah, I've had a week. I'm having weeks. <laughs> 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 had a month. I've had a year. I've had a decade. Um, Welcome to my life. I. How am I feeling? On one level, I'm feeling so much love, so much empowerment so much fun and like my life is fucking amazing Mm. and then there's this other side Mm. that's like I'm at a crossroads I'm feeling confused I'm feeling overwhelmed I'm stuck Mm. I feel stuck so it's like you've got everything that you want but everything that you want has resistance with it yeah. There's a resistance to it. Yeah, 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 there is. So I suppose what's going on for me first thing is you are probably the only person that knew. I, I've got a big kind of three weeks coming up. My dad's anniversary was at the start of the week, and then my mum's birthday is next week, and then my mum's 
anniversary of the death is the week after. So I have like these three weeks of a year that's just full of different emotions. Yeah, and so just to clarify for the listeners, so when you say your dad's anniversary, that's the anniversary of his death. death. Yeah. His funeral was then on your mum's birthday. Yes. And then (laughs) it's your the anniversary of your mum's death. And those three massive events are happening in the space of less than a month. Yes, yeah, like three weeks. It's like a little domino of... Yeah. And then it's done. It's great. I mean, that's my personality, isn't it? It's just like, <laughs> get on with it, get it done, next. Excuse me, if all my blood relations could <laughs> die in the same month, that would be great. <laughs> but it, it is a little bit like that. Like, that's it my life. Yeah. Um, and it is my personality. And that's why, at the minute, because I'm sort of in this space of like so many I feel like I've got I feel like I have so many decisions to make and normally I'm just like yeah sure you know you asked me to do something I'm like yeah sure and I've got all this resistance to everything because I just don't want to take on everything and then be like I what what am I doing Mm. so going back to the start of the week you were the only person that really kind of knew I'd not vocalized it too much yeah um, and kind of blood relatives. So I have two left. Sorry, Theodore. You just, just wagged your head. Um, neither of them messaged me the day of my dad's anniversary. I reached out to my brother, and he just ignored my message. And my grandma, I felt like it was her time to message me. Yeah, and not, and she didn't. And I was like, okay. But the amount of love I received from my spiritual family from your people (laughs) from my people from my village so my godmother sent me the most amazing message I mean my godmother is literally she's just like the coolest person on earth apart from you obviously thank you and then you came around with all these little cute presents to kind of just lift my spirits and it was lovely and I wore my socks all day in theater I was like (laughs) I'm loved um and in the space of this this week, I've had three cards in the post just from like my girlfriends all around Australia, just sending me really cute little messages about you've got this and this is your life and you know own it. And then my friend in Sydney sent me this beautiful um, little bit of artwork of a man and a woman. Um, with little crowns on the heads. Aww. And it actually came on my dad's anniversary. So I was like, oh, it's my mum and dad. Aww. King and queen. Queening. Um, and yeah, just... Then one of my friends sent me from England a little video that he said, I came across this the other day and it just reminded me of you. And it was, can you remember Barney the dinosaur who Ooh, sings, yeah. I love you, you love me. And he's like... That song just reminds me of you. And I'm like, that song, I love you. And it's just my life. I just love so fucking much. But I get so much back. And I'd had a conversation with someone a week before that they said they give a lot in life, but they feel like they take a lot from me. And my response to that was, I'm okay with that because... I know I give a lot out, but I know I get abundance back. Yeah. And it's not always going to be from the person I gave it to. Yes. Oh, that's such a fucking 
beautiful life changing concept when you really begin to understand like I don't have to give you two dollars and then expect two dollars back from you that two dollars can come back to me from absolutely anybody and in any way and I'm just using money as a really because it's Mm. really binary and clear obvious metric to use but like you don't give your energy you don't give your time and expect that back in the same way it's like it just all goes out to the quantum pot and then it all comes back yeah. in these wonderful ways that you don't really always necessarily expect. And it's really important that you recognise them when they come back to you. Yeah, and so after that conversation a week is a week ago, literally this week, when I have needed the love and the reassurance from my people, my people, oh, oh, oh. going back to Bette Midler and rapping. Um, I don't think we should ever leave Bette Midler and rapping. <laughs> no. yeah. She's, yeah, she's up there. She's like who I want to be when I grow up. Cute. Um, I was going to say something really inappropriate, so I'm not, so I'm just moving <laughs> on. That's why I paused. So, yeah, I just feel like I got so much love back this week. In the yoga world, we do, when you're doing your teacher training, you do play a game that you throw a ball around the room and you keep throwing it to the same person and they throw it to the same person. And it's to teach you that you can put out in life, but you're not always, the ball will come back to you, like yeah. your $2, but it's not always going to be from that same person. So that was that was great for me to actually articulate that back to that person. Like, I'm not actually expecting mm. you to give me all this back because, because I know it's, it's not going to come from back you. somewhere else, yeah. Um, so. Also, I think, think what's really beautiful there is that, like, the people that, y- that are giving back to you are obviously so deeply connected to you because they didn't know it was the week of your dad's anniversary and they didn't know that you were in this sort of three-week highly emotionally charged period of time but obviously somewhere on some vibrational level even if it wasn't logically in their mind or in their calendar on their phone like on some energetic level they they knew they heard it they felt it they knew you needed it and I just think that's that's really beautiful yeah and 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 that, that you can have that much trust in the work of energy yeah. Like again, it's just trusting that it's going to come back, trusting that it's going to come when yeah. you need it, like really being in the trust of it. And the beautiful piece of artwork that came from my friend in Sydney, he actually said, You were the only person that when I was having a hard time through lockdown, you sent me a really cute little care package. And I have done that to quite a lot of people if they've been in the 14 day quarantine or so I've just posted things at them. And I remember a girl at work saying to me, oh, wow, you put cigarettes in that packet. Well, are they going to give you money for them? And I'm like, Also, no. why did you send cigarettes? That's not like you. Oh, because one of my friends was in 14-day quarantine and she said if she ever had to do 14 days, she was worried that she wouldn't get cigarettes. Uh, She'd run okay. out of them. So it was kind of a <laughs> like, don't worry, I'll save the day. I'll give you lung cancer, but... <laughs> You enabler. <laughs> but you so know, funny. I mean, it's Please, just... if ever I'm in a 14-day quarantine, <laughs> don't send me wine. <laughs> I'll send you alcohol-free wine. Okay, yeah. We'll be in quarantine together. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Imagine the podcast that would come out of 14 days of being in quarantine. So, yeah. So, feeling all the love, a little bit overwhelmed by it. Oh, that's really interesting. Tell me about that. Because I love to give so much when it comes back. Can you remember your birthday? And you... (laughs) 
You were like, it's my birthday. The Festival of Emily. The Festival of Emily's 40th birthday. (laughs) I got fucking sick of it. Um, And then the birthday actually came and you'd made it so vocal to everyone (laughs) that... And and this is what I loved about you because I wasn't vocal at all. And then I sat in my own like nobody cares about me yeah, yeah. kind of shit. No one remembered it was my birthday because I didn't tell them because I didn't. And I I did the opposite of you. It was like I don't want to celebrate. So that's what I got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you were like I want to celebrate it. I want everyone to love me so much. I want all. I want to be showered with gifts. Yeah. And you were. Yeah. And, and you out. freaked the fuck out. <laughs> And I was so pissed off at you because you were like, I've got all these cards and I just, and everything's everyone's too much. Messaging and me. I'm like, but everyone loves you. Like, embrace that. Everyone wants to celebrate your day and you ask them to. It's really interesting, actually, because I, and I'm a bit like this with like greeting cards. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't like display birthday cards or anything like no, that. I'm I don't like, either. I read them and I put them in the bin. I read them, I put them in the bin. I read them, I put them in the bin. And I just had that conversation with you, just like everyone's messaging me and everyone's sending me stuff, and I've just I'm I'm feeling really overwhelmed. And then you kind of told me off, and I was in the kitchen and I thought about it, and I was like, you can't ask for love and then not be able to receive it, and then wonder why you don't feel loved. And so, <laughs> it sounds really gross. I went to the bin and I pulled out all of the cards. Like Miranda on Sex in the City when she pulls out the chocolate cake from the bin. Yeah. That's me. And (laughs) I made a cup of tea and I sat down and instead of just reading the cards, I like felt the cards. Do you know what I mean? Like I read the words. Stroked them. (laughs) Stroked them. (laughs) Gave them a little lick. Licked a bin juice off them. (laughs) Um, but like I really felt them yeah and yeah that was a real lesson for me and it's something I've really vowed to take into my 40s of just like Mm. really opening myself up to truly truly be loved and it's really hard because obviously with that comes the opportunity for people to take advantage of that and to hurt Mm. you and all of that stuff but heard something really beautiful yesterday I was talking to a couple of girlfriends who were all in business we're female entrepreneurs and every two weeks we meet up on zoom and Mm. they're both in New Zealand and we have like an accountability stroke gossip stroke get together and we've been doing it for like 18 months now and it's it's awesome and we were talking yesterday about like allowing people back into your life who have once hurt you And one of my friends said, it's not about do you trust that other person? Stop putting trust into that other person. And instead, you have to ask yourself the question, do you trust yourself enough? Wow, that is amazing because the person that gave me the artwork Mm. was my ex, Mm. who I was... And getting married to. to and he he hurt me yeah he did you know I'm not going to go into the unnecessary detail yeah but you know he he broke a part of me that has taken me so long to rebuild mm. and a very which I'll get to my next kind of I'm so confused he broke a part of my 
not sexuality, I don't know what the word would be, but because... Sexual trust? Sexual trust, that would be the word, yeah. Because on every other level, our relationship was great, but there was no intimacy. Yes. Because he was going elsewhere for intimacy, that's all I'm going to say on it. Um, which made me, and I'm... I'm very sexual. Yeah. Yeah. You're allowed to be sexual. <laughs> Am I I'm sexual? feeling sexual. <laughs> Goes back to the live drawing classes, doesn't it? Hey. Well, and that kind of set draws into that as well. So I think for a long time I was in this victim mode of it must have been me. Mm. Like I'm not sexy. I'm not attractive. I'm not feminine enough. Like this man didn't want my body, but he mm. wanted everything else from me and he loved me like no one has in his own way in his own way yeah Yeah. um and obviously there was a period of time that I really couldn't have him in my life but again he is a person that was there when my dad died and you know yeah you went through a lot together we went through an awful lot together and I went through an awful lot of growth with him and you know I did he got me to run a marathon and he really believed in me. Mm. Um, he got me to believe in myself. Um, so oh, That's when it gets complicated, isn't it? Because <laughs> here he is, like, you're now believing in yourself, but you're also really doubting this other part of you, which is such an intrinsic and important part of you. It's There's a lot going on there. Yeah. Do you think that's why sometimes you have some body issues? Yes. Yeah, yeah 100%. And then obviously I have my abandonment issues from... Both of your parents dying. And my <laughs> boyfriend yeah. at 18 dying, which, yeah. you know, is a whole other podcast. Whole other podcast. Um, so there's this real sense of abandonment issues, but also body issues and like, well... I need to look a certain way for you to love it. Or, or the way that I look cannot be good enough. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of time went past that I didn't speak with him. And then I moved to Melbourne and we've met me, met you. <laughs> um, and then we've kind of reconnected and really checked in with each other through this COVID because we both live on our own. We both know each other's habits and how we are. Um, and he and the wonderful thing is I know and I trust myself enough now. I know he hasn't got any expectation of because we talk, she'll get back with me. Mm. I know it's not at that level anymore. I know it's at this, and I, I, I do trust myself, and I do know I'm beautiful, and I do know I'm so loved, and I suppose me feeling overwhelmed was that sense of, am I good enough? Mm. That's, like, oh, that's what it was for me. Am I good enough to deserve this love? And all this love has been thrown at me, but I'm also desperate for it. It's just like, it's my head is just brain farting at the minute because I'm literally living this contradiction in myself. And so I'm working through a lot of that. But yeah, it's that I'm learning to really trust myself Mm. and really love my body for what it is and... I kind of do at the minute because I'm doing my yoga yin training, which is all about really stepping back Mm. and really being and checking in with your body more than like (laughs) 
pushing me, it. push, 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 <laughs> gung How far ho. can I go? Yeah, it's yeah. this real kind of passive of, no, go to 70%, but sit in it for a longer period of time. So I'm really trying to teach myself that off the mat. Because yeah. I know how to do it on the mat. So it's teaching myself that off off the mat of not always jumping into everything and stressing this muscle as hard as I can and injuring it, which is just to really get into all this other tissue and emotion and everything around it and gently hydrate and stress it. And that's what I'm trying to do in my life. Does that make sense? Makes total sense. But maybe you also need to apply that with receiving love. Maybe you don't need to open yourself 100% to all of it all the time. Maybe 70% for now is enough. Yeah. And then just allow that to really seep in and to really absorb. So then my next confusion part (laughs) is, so obviously a few months ago, someone from my life last year who, again, really deeply, I won't say broke me, but affected me. What's the word? I think he triggered some of the parts of you that really needed healing and that healing was very painful and uncomfortable I mean I I guess the way to say it is to say that he brought out the worst parts of you yeah but with that became so much growth yeah yeah yeah. thank god for it but at the time it was very great he he's in my opinion not good for you (laughs) yes yeah and you know all my very close girlfriends yeah say that so he kind of I've done an awful lot of healing. The person that I was this time last year to who I am now, I wouldn't actually recognize her. Yeah. Um, and I'm so grateful for that and for those lessons. But then <laughs> the little bugger <laughs> popped back into my life late July. Um, and obviously we were in lockdown and I was meant to be going on holiday with you and then going to Darwin so all my kind of start of August plans dropped back and when he first got back in touch I didn't actually respond for two weeks and at first I was very kind of now done goodbye move on but then there was this and again it's kind of like is it I'm normally sorry I'm jumping all over um I'm normally very good at going with my gut. Mm. My gut is just something that jumps straight out of me. I'm like, yeah. And I think that's why I'm very quick at decision making. Yeah. And my dad always used to say to me, just go with your gut. Mm. Um, But this, I don't know whether it is my ego or my soul. And I'm so confused I don't know what's speaking to me, my head or my heart, or my gut, or my vagina. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that is definitely speaking to me. Let's not pretend that that wasn't part of this decision. (laughs) That is like, I was going to say on fire, but not in like (laughs) an STD kind of way. I was going to say, there might be some ointment for that in the bathroom. (laughs) In a like, you know, Kings of Leon, this sex is on fire, and kind of way. So I waited a few weeks and then I just kind of messaged back and said, hi, (laughs) hi. (laughs) Um, And then we had a little chat and then he's like, do you want to come over for dinner one night? Dinner is code for sex, obviously. (laughs) Went over for dinner and ended up staying the night. Mm. And then he's kind of, he made it clear that it would just be B. 
bit of casual fun. But when there's been such a history, how fun casual can you keep something? It was always casual fun. Well, yeah. You just wanted it to be something that it wasn't. Well, I think he, at the beginning, he wanted it to be something. But, I mean, he's so emotionally unavailable mm. and so commitment phobe. I mean, he really does want a girlfriend. But then as soon as anyone gets close to him... He well, it's just like we've been saying, isn't it? It's like, I really want this, but I can't, I'm actually not capable of receiving yeah, it. Yeah, and he's yeah. not capable of receiving... Any of it. Any of it. <laughs> he wants it all. Trust yeah. me, he wants it all. But he's not willing... Or he he just can't. Well, at that's the, minute. the dangerous type, isn't it? Because that means that at those beginning days, they're all in. They're Ooh. all in. It feels really good. It feels like it's so going in. somewhere, and then immediately it just shuts down, yeah. and you just feel this massive wave of rejection coming towards you. Yeah. So he's made it clear that it is just a casual thing, and then there's this side of me that's like, well, that's great for me because I'm not where I was last year and I've got this amazing village of people around me that give me so much love and so many life coaching lessons and they're literally my therapist that I don't actually need you to be my emotional support like mm. I did last year when I didn't really know anyone in Melbourne. So you were kind of my everything. Mm. So I don't need that. But what I do really like from you is this physical connection mm. and we do have amazing sex so it's like okay well maybe this could work for me maybe this is my new path of life that I get to have it all but from different people but then am I going to like an all-you-can-eat buffet well you know what just you like <sighs> just like dipping in and out of bits like, I don't think I'm that's the problem, so Michelle. Confused. I don't think that's the problem. What do you think the problem is? Honestly, <laughs> I think the problem is that you want him to be somebody that he's not and you're holding out for some weird fucking <laughs> instant transformation. And but you transformed. <laughs> Mate. I was, I was, was never joke. that, though. No. I was never that guy. <laughs> He got some serious issues and he has told you directly to your face that all he wants is sex. And he's told you that more than once and you feel bad when he tells you that. So get the fuck out of it, is my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> you do what you want. <laughs> well, then it's like, ha do I just have fun? But you can't have fun with him. No, because there's two... Because, other shit because there's on. so many other things going on there for you. Yeah. So then am I disrespecting myself and my body by... I don't think you're disrespecting your body. I think you're disrespecting your soul. By giving him what yeah. he wants. But it's also like he's getting even everything the context around it. Like you only ever see him when he wants to see you. True. You only ever go to his house. You wake up in the morning and you bring him coffee. And you can say that you like doing those things all you want. But this guy is like sitting at home in his king size bed, getting absolutely everything that he wants from you, and you're not feeling fulfilled. The orgasm doesn't fulfill you. So why would you put yourself in that situation? I'm bored. I'm right. not bored. But you're not. <laughs> it's not boredom. I know what you mean, though. Like we all crave intimacy. We all crave yeah. that f level of physical attraction and attention. But you know, you could probably get that from. Any of the other four and a half billion men on the planet. <laughs> yeah, but it's that kind of, I don't 
want to just take Sleep with a stranger. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. I completely get that. I'm, I'm, and I'm so there at. is, for both of us, that level of, like, we are so comfortable with each other because we've had a relationship in the past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess the, com- I guess the question is, do you feel empowered by the situation in which you are in? Does he f- mess with your head? Do you think about him all the time? Do you wish that he, he was somebody that he's not? Are you holding out for something else? Is it distracting you from being in alignment with your dreams, your desires and the person you There's a lot of questions really there, Emily. There's so many questions there. I think the first one, do I feel empowered? Yes, to a level. And again, going back to kind of body image and sex, it kind of has... You love the way that he loves your body. Yeah. And so it's made me accept myself Mm. from my previous traumas of not feeling that. And so that really empowers me. Yeah. And I've not really gotten the skills or been really worried about my body or I'm feeling very sexy and confident in my skin right now, which is fucking amazing because I'm not... And you know me, I'll be on a different fad diet every week because I'm... Because I need to be this skinny person. Yeah. But I've not felt like that. You know, I'm eating bowls of pasta and I'm just eating what I want and being really happy and content with my body. Yeah. So on that level, yes, it's made me feel really empowered. Can I ask you a question? <laughs> what are you going to anyway? <laughs> <laughs> Trying to be polite about it. Why can't you feel that empowered? Why, why are you giving him the power to make you feel empowered in that way? Why can you not make the decision... Why can you not do all sorts of other things? Like I follow, I listen to lots of body positivity podcasts. I follow body positivity on Instagram. I watch women who are a size 22, 23 strut around in crop tops and just put their fingers up in TikTok and just be like, I will wear what I want to wear because I think I'm beautiful. Like, why can't you make the decision to love your body and be sexy in your body and to adore your body? Like, why does it need a man to tell you that that is how you are? And again, I, I've sat with this as well. Um, yeah, I, and this is why I'm kind of being very contradicted to myself and mm. being like, what am I doing? What is going on? Like, what I adver- advertise or what I... What you kind of intellectually believe to be true. Yeah, and what my morals and everything are... I'm going against all that. Yeah. Like, I really I am, and I know I am. Mm. But then there's this little demon inside Rochelle that just loves to be naughty and loves to do something that I'm not meant to do. So I do... I don't think it's even there's a... I don't know. I mean, if that's how you feel. and But, you know, it doesn't even need to be a demon, does it? Like... I know it. I know it's not good for me. Yeah. But there's just something... But it's not good for you, but it feels good because you're getting your validation from him around your body. What I'm saying is, why don't you try and get that validation from, from other sources, from yourself, from, yeah. Yeah, from myself, from basically. From yourself, full stop. Because, <laughs> yeah. and that's hard, I get it, like, I get it, like, I'm saying it like it's really easy, I'll just validate yourself. Um, <laughs> Standard, well, pen me, paint me like a French paint lady. Me like a fr- I think, actually, going to a, well, I think that'd be really good for you. I think that would be really good for me, mm. going to a live drawing, because one of my friends does it in Queensland, and she... She said she really had to get back into a feminine. Yeah. And she said, 
by being in these vulnerable positions and holding these poses and she's also a yoga teacher as well so it's kind of it's cool to hold a pose for a while because you do just drop into a lovely meditative state um so it is something that i am going to do and be like look at my fucking body i'm 40 years old and i am amazing but, you know, you can do... I mean, I completely agree. I'll come and paint you. But you can also... <laughs> sounded very oh weird. Oh, my God. Can you imagine <laughs> Emily drawing me live naked? She'd just put massive big flaps on me just to annoy me. Like? You'd do, like, artist. really hairy nipples and I'd stuff just to <laughs> annoy me. That, yeah, and yeah. a bearded chin. I'd give you a massive bushwhacker. <laughs> um, it's, I... it's full laminate down there. Sorry. <laughs> Floorboards only. That's so funny. Um, but, you know, like, you can make that declaration for yourself when you're in a bikini running into the ocean. You can make that declaration yeah. for yourself when you stand and look in the mirror. One of the things I've been really working on this year, as you know, with my coach, is just, like, fucking declaring to the universe how I want to feel and how I want it to be yeah. and not giving any room for anything other than that. I am deserving of money. I am deserving of love. Yeah. I have money. I have love. Like, it's not even, like, I look at my body... And even though there is that voice in my head that's like, oh, your tits are a bit saggy and you feel your legs a bit wobbly and you're not as thin as you used to be in your 30s, I'm like, fuck off. I am, look how fucking great I look. Yeah. I Like, I have to override all of those voices of trauma and conditioning. I mm-hmm. have to override them. And the more I do that, the easier it becomes. But I'm not, I'm not, naive enough to think that I'm not going to have to have that conversation over and over and over again with myself from now until the dying day as my body continues to change and it continues to age and of course we all live in a world where unless you're 20 something you're not deemed to be socially acceptable so you know I I know that that's a conversation I'm going to have to have with myself but I feel sure I feel a bit horny sure I'd love to have the snuggles sure I'd love to have that but I don't feel like I need a guy to tell me that I'm sexy yeah. Whereas I that's definitely happened. Yeah. For me. But again it's that cuz it's familiar and I kind yeah, of yeah. trust him in that sense. Do you trust him or do you trust you because he has proven himself mm. over and over and over again that he is not trustworthy. Yeah, I trust myself then. Yeah. I trust myself to be very um playful and open yeah what about all the other stuff where you don't feel empowered yeah so yeah but here's the thing isn't it then like if you i mean he's an asshole yeah he's a dick but if you didn't need if you didn't if you chose to sever that tie that means that you feel sexy around him and you give him the power for how you feel in terms of feeling sexy, if you just decided that you were sexy regardless of him, Mm. regardless of his thoughts, regardless of how he touched you or what he says to you, then all of a sudden you no longer feel empowered in that sense either because you're already self-generating empowerment. So now what you're left with is a guy who doesn't empower you, who doesn't align with your values or your morals or your standards, and then the decision to walk to of what to do next becomes probably a little bit more clearer for you. Yeah. It's that me cutting the sever. Sever? 
Severing the tie. Severing yeah. the tie. <laughs> <laughs> I knew so, what you meant there. That's yeah, what's important. That's how words work. Um, it's, I suppose it's like you with alcohol. You knew. I can't go back. You know you can't go back. And you knew that when you had that last drink, it had to be your last drink. Mm-hmm. And at the minute, I'm the, I'm the alcoholic. He's my wine, mm. and I just keep going. Just one more time, and then I'll stop. Yeah. Just one more <laughs> yeah. time, and then I'll stop. <laughs> and that is how I fucking feel right yeah. now. And I don't want to feel it. And I, well, oh. as well because because to, towards the end of that that narrative, just like I know I've got a problem. One more wine, and then I'll stop. One more wine, and then I'll stop. In the end, you realize that you are not in charge of the stopping. Because if you were in charge of the stopping, you would have stopped. And so that's when you begin to feel really powerless to the situation. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when the cognitive dissonance kicks in and you just, it feels gross. Because then you're not even saying one more and I'll stop. You're just drinking and drinking and Mm. drinking, even though you don't want to. Yeah. And I know that he does not align with what I align with. No. No, like I can't even, I can't even, I can't find anything. Like it's such an odd mix. Yeah. Even if you put us together, <laughs> you would kind of be like, yeah, are those two? And he's got so many fucking issues. Yeah. Yeah. And I, Do you, you know, think there's a part of you that's like, because you, because I'm a fixer. You're a bit of a fixer. Because I'm a fucking fixer. You are. I fix things. I'm a fixer. I want to help everyone. Well, that was a really good session in my yoga training this week about what is the question you continuously ask yourself. So it can be like when you walk into a room, does everyone like me? Does everyone like me? Am I pretty enough? And then the other one was, um, how can I help people? Which I just started pissing <laughs> myself. I'm like, oh my God, that is going on my tombstone, yeah, my gravestone. Like, yeah. Hi, my name is Rochelle. Can I help you? Can I help you? I mean, that is the joke. Lit- That's yeah. what Deo says. Like, can I help you? How can I help? How can we help? <laughs> and they said, you need to change that too. I am willing to help when it is for the great divine. Mm. Is it, it, it was, I can't remember. I wrote it down. And so oh, I like that though. I'm willing to help as long as it is for the great divine. For the great divine. So oh, it, I'm willing of service. That was to it. To be of service. So I am willing to be of service if it is for the great divine. To the great divine. To the great so divine. So that, that's yeah. re- I love that because that's like that means is it good for me? Is it good for you? And is it good yes. for the greater good? Yeah. As opposed to what can I do at the detriment to my own welfare to make you like me? Yeah. Which is a very different. And that's what I'm being. doing at the minute. I'm like he's he's like the head guy of the school. Which is head norm- boy, you mean? Yeah, which yeah. is normally the dickhead, isn't yeah. it? And I'm like the little geeky girl that really wants to be loved by him. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's not then, in line with who you're becoming. And that's not in line of who I'm becoming or who I am. And I know my pattern as well that when I do get a guy, so I probably at the start look very interested and very texty and all those things. But by the end of it, I'm like, I'm a very independent person. And what mm. they got in like week one or week two, <laughs> in like month three or four, it's like, no, mate, I'm I'm out with my friends. Like, I'm doing my own thing. Yeah. You know, uh, there was a point with my ex in Sydney. I used to go and sit in my bedroom every night. He's like, what are you doing? Why don't you come and sit and watch TV with me? I'm like... When I don't sit on a lounge on a night and watch TV, I lay in bed and I really relax and I relax my body mm. because it's been stood for 
10 hours retract in theater retracting instruments i don't want to sit on a sofa Mm. i want to (laughs) love my my other friend in sydney one day she's like what are you doing i'm like i'm just lying flat (laughs) give me 10 minutes (laughs) so i'm just i'm lying flat and it's my that's my meditation yeah what i'm doing it's how my body it's how i'm checking back in with my body and what my body is inviting me to do Mm. so yeah to cut a very, very long story short, mm. I just need to stop drinking the fucking wine. Move away from the wine, man. And my perception and everything around it now, so last year I was drinking really heavily with him mm. in lockdown. I don't drink, so I go around to his house, watch him get really drunk. Oh! <laughs> That's <laughs> my idea of hell. My but idea actually, of hell. he's a nicer person when he's drinking than when he is sober, mm. which... Red flag, red flag. Massive red flag. I mean, to me, I think it is a multitude of things. I think it's one, trying to be loved in my body, Mm. where I can just do that myself. I'll buy a really good vibrator. Um, But it's not even just about the orgasm, though, is it? It's it's about feeling good in your body, and you can absolutely self-validate that. Yeah. And then I think it's uh, this little shit bag inside me that is just like it's a challenge i can do anything challenge accepted i am gonna convert him yeah and i'm so determined and stubborn there's a little stubborn ego person on my shoulder going you show him and i need to get that little stubborn ego person needs to just leave my body (laughs) needs to transcend itself somewhere else. Well, try loving it instead of hating it, because it's really hard when you well, yeah. hate it. So try try loving try it. Taking, taking that little stubborn part of you <laughs> to the mat when you do your yin practice today. Yeah. And instead of... Resistance. Berating or resisting, yeah, like embrace and just be like, what be is really going on? It. Because I would imagine that that stubborn part of you that feels like you can show him is probably a part of you that really needs to be healed and heard and held. Mm. And I do feel like the reason why he came back into my life is because I've got some more lessons to learn and something else to heal. And he is this person that keeps doing that. No? No? Do you not agree? I don't think everything has to be a lesson. I think you could have absolutely (laughs) just not fucking replied to him. You could have deleted his number and gone, you are not good people in my life. This is I, don't, I don't think he came back in your life to teach you a lesson. No, I just think, you know, at any point, an ex of mine could message me and I'd just be like, fuck no. Yeah. That's not, like, just because someone messages you isn't, like, is they're not here to teach you something. Mm. Like, you have full autonomy and agency over your own life. I don't think the universe brings people back in to teach you a lesson. I think how how you respond is indicative of what you have learned. I like that. Okay. Great. Well, thanks for my therapy session. You're welcome. Are you um, happy for all that to be broadcasted? Why not? It's pretty deep. But I mean, I'm, I'm enjoying these, this level of chat. I think it's important that other people get to hear it. And I think what is important is when we talk about friendship and people all just you know the Instagram life the podcast life you know we sit and have chats about things but I think it's really good to when you are confused that you can go to one of your mates even though you know they're not approving of what you do and it's a little bit Mm. of a 
icky conversation because well, i know was what an icky conversation actually from the start from in terms of like how do you support your friends i've had to really check myself with all of this guy stuff that's going on for you because when you told me that you'd gone over to his house <laughs> i know <laughs> i felt my it. whole i honestly i had to take both of my hands and hold my lips together so that i didn't fucking scream in your face and <laughs> because i and i'm very judgmental i'm very outspoken it's it's hard for me sometimes to keep my opinion to myself really don't know if anyone's noticed um and it's not my place in any way shape or form to judge you and I would hate ever for you to think that I judge you I don't I completely understand I have gone back to exes when I shouldn't have gone back I've had fuck buddies longer than I should have had fuck buddies Mm. I have like there's no judgment from me at all but it has been hard sometimes to listen to your experience with it and my default is to shut down and just to be like I'm just not going to say anything I'm just going to change the subject whenever she brings them up and that when I have when you called me out on it and I've had to really sit in reflection with that because again it shouldn't be can I trust you it should be can I trust me to hold space for you and love you whatever you do however you do it and not be in judgment so that has been a real lesson for me in terms of our friendship or just in friendship in general but Mm. certainly in this context with you of like I do not get to turn my friendship on or to turn my energy up or down around you depending on what you do yeah my energy I have to trust myself to hold my energy to hold my space to hold my boundaries and to hold my love for you regardless yeah and that you know and I said to you very early on I've got something to tell you and I really don't want to tell you yeah yeah, yeah. but you were the person last year who mopped everything up so I get that you see it from a from like a, why are you doing this <laughs> I love you so much don't yeah. fucking do this again yeah like if if I saw a bottle of wine here I'd be like Oh my fucking god! <laughs> yeah. I'd be like calling. What do we need to I'd do? I'd be calling everyone. I'd be like, we need a what? Intervention. We intervention. need an intervention. So you know, and it's my really close friends have all gone. <gasps> yeah. Like fuck no. Yeah. Then there's this like, well, I'll just have fun, but I'm not having fun yeah. really. I'm yeah. not having fun. I'm torturing my inner soul. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. But Brain also, fat. if I had, if you hadn't called me out on my behaviour in how I have responded to the yeah. whole thing, then you and I wouldn't have been able to have this conversation. This conversation. Yeah. So yeah. And I suppose that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, you can look at the Instagram, you can listen to podcasts, but when you really sit and go, okay, I'm going to say some things now and I know you're going to judge me or... Judge is the wrong word. Oh, no, actually, I don't think it is the wrong word. Why are we so... <laughs> I can't, I'm never allowed to judge... Yeah, it is judgment. Everyone Isn't judges everyone. Everyone judges everybody. Of everyone course Everyone judges everyone. Yeah. It's like, I'm judging you for that place, that... Um, Place jumpsuit who? that you've got over there that you thought you were six foot when you're five foot now you're gonna have to have half of it <laughs> I'm cut gonna off. have to spend another fucking hundred dollars getting it taken off you thought you were the supermodel in I the did. picture yeah. do you know when I tried it on I was like why don't my arms look like the supermodel's arms but going you've got good arms but going back to the judgment thing yeah I know and this is probably why I called you out on it because I know you are very aware of your judgment with yeah. things 
I'm not a judgy person. No, you're less judgy than I am. Yeah. I mean, come, all right, you know, we all judge. So I'm not going to say I'm not. I don't judge anyone. Of course I do. Um, but I do see other ways I suppose it's like the other day I was walking around the lake with my friend Leslie and she's driving around the lake first and she's like oh the bikes and the people she gets all like oh and then there were these people on like rollerblades but like skis and she's like what the fuck are these now and she's like are people serious I'm like Leslie they've not been able to I said there's some people that have not been able to go to the snow there might be professional skiers and it's the only way Mm. they can exercise and she and she says like what you say to me. I love the fact that you see things from a complete different perspective. Yeah, you're, you're always asking what's the best case yeah. scenario. Why <laughs> like, are they actually doing that? What? Because yeah, whereas I would mock them. <laughs> yeah, they don't want to look like a twat. They've probably gone. Oh my god, everyone's going to judge me, yeah. but fuck it. For the greater good, what I need to anyway? do this to keep training. You know, and mm. I see that. So yeah, I'm I'm glad I called you out on it. Yeah, I'm glad because because that was an awkward conversation for you to have with me and for me to receive. I was like Emily. Yeah, I've noticed that every time I bring this topic up, you literally have a tight butt moment. Yeah. Your arsehole closes. So does because your vagina. Because I don't. Want, because when my mouth is that <laughs> shut, that tightly shut, sometimes my ass speaks for me. Yeah. So yeah. And the sitting in silence is judgment itself, isn't Absolutely, it? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, well, I'm I'm really glad we've had this chat. And I love you. And for anyone out there listening, if you're having uncomfortable, uncomfortable thoughts... <laughs> <laughs> if no. you're having uncomfortable thoughts, please email titsandtea at gmail.com. Uh, you know, if you're having those Actually, moments... Actually, don't, email. <laughs> <laughs> that's not even the right email. If you're having these, like thoughts that you want to talk to your friend about something but you know it's going to be awkward and you know it's going to be confronting they're the conversations you need to have to to get a friendship to on another level yeah because we you know from the outside we probably have the perfect friendship which we do most of the time but this has been a little but it's like any relationship isn't it in your friendship if you're dedicated and committed to your friendship there are going to be conversations that are going to be hard that you are going to have to have in order for your friendship to go to the next level or to maintain its longevity. And so I don't want to spend the rest of our friendship with me just shutting down and being in judgment in my silence while you feel like you've got this massive life thing going on that you can't communicate to me because of my judgment. Yeah. Like that's not conducive to us genuinely being friends that's just someone that you go for coffee with and you have a little you know laugh with like so it's really important like in a romantic relationship that you actually lean into the really hard conversations and say hey actually do you know what I need from you for our friendship right now is for you not just to shut down whenever I talk about this guy because there's something really going on for me and then for me to swallow all of my (laughs) fucking everything everything and just hold space yeah yeah. Well, thank you for holding space for me. You're welcome. I'm sorry. I, I do keep telling you to leave it. <laughs> as much as I hold space, I'm also like, you, I hold space. You just say whatever you need to say. And then I just the words come out my mouth. Yeah, but I also <laughs> think you're jealous that I'm having really hot sex right now. A little bit. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> we hope you've enjoyed this episode. As always, we'd love to hear your feedback. We just ask that you make it kind. If you have topics you'd like us to cover, questions you'd like to ask, or just fancy getting in touch, please head to the show notes. If you're listening on iTunes, please rate and review. And as always, share us with your mates.
Thanks for listening.